Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another season of the Ninth State Sports Show Lacrosse Edition. Uh, my name is Joe Marchalina. Joining me again for another spring is Dairyfield AD and boys lacrosse coach Chris Hetler. Chris, how are we doing today? Joe, it's great to be back. Lacrosse is in the air. Weather's getting warmer. It's right around the corner, man. So it's good to be good to be back on the air with you. I know the sun is out, uh, and I think uh, we're, we got maybe like a little bit of a heat wave coming up. It's going to be in the 40s for a couple days. Is that? Uh, <laughs> I think that's right. Um, I'm the weatherman, but that feels like a heat wave. Well, it's always 10 degrees warmer on the turf, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's get them plowed and let's get out there. That's right. That's uh, right. So uh, this season, uh, we will be posting the podcast uh, at nh-highschoolsports.com on Thursday mornings. So you can uh, just go ahead right now and mark that on your calendar so you don't miss an episode. Uh, as always, you can send us your questions and feedback by shooting an email to nhhighschoolsports at gmail.com or on Twitter at nhhsports. Uh, before we get going, uh, I'd like to mention that we're once again doing uh, special lacrosse memberships to the site. This year there will actually be two different memberships. Uh, one, if you just want to get access to uh, the lacrosse coverage on nh-highschoolsports.com, uh, you can get that. Or if you want all of that coverage along with uh, our preview and yearbook, uh, you can get that as well. You just go to the site, uh, nh-highschoolsports.com, uh, click on the membership tab at the top of the page, uh, and there's more information there. You can sign up there. I'd also like to uh, mention that, um, you know, if you enjoy the show and want to help us continue to do it and do all the other stuff that we do with the site, uh, you can become a sponsor of the Ninth State Sports Show. Uh, you know, that's open to anyone who wants to get a, a promote their business a little bit more. Uh, you can send us an email at nhhighschoolsports at gmail.com to find out more info about that. Well, fantastic. You know, I, I can't, Joe, like I said last spring, I can't say enough about it. And, you know, the great coverage that you you provided our teams over the years and, uh, you know, all the teams really in the state. So really urge people to get involved. It's, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people think it's a big operation. Joe needs help. We, we want him out there covering our kids. So please subscribe and, uh, you know, sponsor if you're able to, especially now with things opening back up. What what better time than to get your business sponsored right now, right? As things are starting to reopen. Yeah, here, get a know? head start. So. Get a head start on everybody else. Uh, and, you know, that's that's, right. uh, that's kind of what I feel like we're doing here, too. I, I'm, I'm sure, you know, as people listen to this, they may be going, you know, or, or, or seeing this, uh, you know, this posted on, on uh, Thursday. They may be saying, you know, what 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 are these guys doing? Uh, practices don't even start for another what twenty five more days. We haven't uh, even gotten through basketball and ice right, hockey playoffs right. yet, right? You know what um, are we doing? You know <laughs> what though? I am. I don't know about you. I, I'm I'm sure you feel this way too. But I am so antsy to get back out on the lacrosse field, uh, watching uh, all you all the teams in this state play. Um, you know, it's. Um, well, it's really, and, and I feel like, you know, of all that's going, gone on, you know, a lot of the athletes um, have been dealt some, you know, tough blows, but I got to, you know, I feel most for the spring, the kids who, who play spring sports, maybe that's their first sport. Cause I mean, you really haven't had a season. It'll be two years, um, you know, and, and it's, it, it just, it, we want to get out there uh, and we're just hoping that, uh, you know, by doing this now, maybe it makes it come a little faster. Well, yeah, I mean, and I think that's, you know, the real the real tough part. And as we get into previews later later in the spring here, we'll find that out where you get an entire class of freshmen who, who didn't get to play, who are now sophomores, and then a group of freshmen who may not have played for two years either. So there's going to be a lot of unknowns this spring in the high school side. But, uh, 
you know, as you said, I, I have, I've been really excited. Um, you know, we weren't really sure how college lacrosse was going to work, who was going to play, who wasn't going to play, but, uh, you know, I, I, if there is a silver lining to, uh, to the pandemic here, um, you know, when I go to inside lacrosse, there are webcasts galore right now. You know, it yeah. used to be like, yep. oh man, is ESPN, are they going to, are they going to broadcast a couple games this spring? You know, what can I find on ESPN? You, I, I mean, every weekend you can watch lacrosse all weekend if you want. Um, and, and the best part is we have so many local guys playing right now. I'm going to apologize up front. We're going to do a better job going forward here of, of making sure that we cover the girls side, but I've been watching a lot of, a lot of the, of, of you know, the, the boys that I've coached through the Tomahawks and through Dairy Field and, and other places play locally here. I mean, just, just alone, Merrimack, Bryant, um, you know, they, they, we've, we've got a ton of guys there. The other weekends, you know, we watched uh, Henry Vogt pick up his, his first win uh, in net for, for Merrimack. Drew Haley had a, had a hat trick. Um, you know, one of my protege, AJ Fox picked up his first win in net for Holy Cross versus Sacred Heart. It was just, it was great to see, um, you know, a lot of fun. Have you, you've watched any games, Joe, so far? I, I've watched a little bit here and there. Um, obviously, uh, <laughs> a couple weeks ago, uh, those of you that, uh, that subscribe to the, uh, the newsletter, the NHHighSchoolSports.com newsletter, uh, read about this. Uh, I was, uh, I was quarantined for a week, uh, in February, uh, and I think it was either the first or second week, maybe the, the first week for some schools, but maybe the second week overall of uh, college lacrosse. And I watched a lot of college lacrosse and, and basketball, too. Um, I, you know, I, I mixed it up a little bit. Um, so I did get to see. I haven't seen as much the last couple of weeks, um, but I've definitely been keeping track of things on on social media and, and popping on to different uh, schools, websites just to kind of, you know, get a little bit of uh, see who's doing what and who's who's getting out there and who's playing. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, again, not as much as I would have liked, but, um, hopefully we can fix that in the next couple of weeks, especially as we get more into the spring season and schedule changes up a little bit. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a team to watch. If you're looking, if you're looking to follow some of our local guys, look no further than Bryant right now. You know, it's disappointing. We can't get down there in person to watch them, Yeah, but, uh, both Ben Abladian and, uh, Nate Liberty from, from BG and, and Pinkerton and, and governors, you know, Nate went to governors afterwards. Uh, they've been rookies of the week for for the NE for the Northeastern Conference there. Um, they've also got Mason Druin's been getting some run down there. Ryan Osier's down there, I and mean, then Ryan's turning into a hotbed for for local lacrosse talent here. You've got yeah, um, you've got those guys there now. I think there's a couple other guys committed. Um, yep, I think Spencer Clark is one of them from Exeter. Um, and then on the on the women's side too, there's a there's a couple of uh, New Hampshire girls already down there, I believe, and then a couple more that are are going um, next year. Absolutely. Um, you know, I had, had a lot of fun, uh, you know, talking, you know, um, watching, watching uh, Utah play too. Cole Brown's has been unbelievable so far. Uh, you know, Coach Fisher and I have been texting back and forth, watching his games. Um, you know, it's just really cool to see how, you know, uh, a kid who played at the, in the D- Division II level here in, in New Hampshire has, has really made a huge transformation and become a dominant force in the, in the faceoff X up there. Um, you know, him and him and Nate are on the national scene. Uh, Zach Tucci has been facing off, you know, went to Bedford, has been facing off for UNC along with Brian Cameron down there. They've been playing really well right now. Uh, and Chad Tereski, another member of that that 20 class is out at Air Force and he's getting some run right now, too. So, you know, ton, tons of local talent getting getting a lot of uh, playing time out yeah, there. You um, know, and I, I imagine I mean, I know I know you are, are very proud of uh, all the guys that you've coached that, that end up going on you get that you get to watch and see them do these things 
Uh, I will admit, too, that uh, I get a little bit of a sense of pride, you know, when I see uh, kids that, that have covered here um, that I can then watch play at college. And I, I, I actually had a moment with uh, um, UNC's first game was against, what, Denver? Or, um, yes. A couple, couple Sundays ago while I was at my other job, I had uh, put my laptop on in the back, put the game on, and uh, just happened to be standing back there with someone else that I work with, and we're both kind of watching it. I think when uh, when Brian Cameron scored, and uh, I kind of turned to the other person, I was like, "You see that kid? I, I covered that kid, you know, when he was in high school." And uh, you know, that's you know, moments like that, I you know, I, I get a lot of uh, it, it's a lot of fun uh, being able to 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 watch these kids kind of grow and then go on and do things like that. Yeah, no, we we've had a lot of success for the for for a long time now, but really the, these last few years, the the eighteen class through the, through the twenties and and you know looking at, at our twenty ones and twenty twos, they're really putting New Hampshire on on the map yeah. right now. I mean, um, you know, there's a lot of guys out there. Matt Licata is, is at Villanova right now, waiting his turn. Um, uh, well, Tim Hendricks, who who was who came a little while ago, he's down at Providence right now. John Anderson's down there. Um, one of my guys, you know, John was one of my guys. And then Alex Neville was having a phenomenal year last year, was making a run at, uh, you know, being NESCAC rookie of the year. He was leading the, leading the league in, in ground balls other than, other than the faceoff guys. Um, one of my guys, Max Horton out at Hobart right now, he's, he's getting in the starting, starting rotation. Uh, Johnny McLean's down at Monmouth. Um, I've got guys at Bentley and Babson. Um, you know, we, we've, we've done a really good job of, of placing kids not only in high levels but but places where they can go and succeed so it's funny every time we turn on the tv they're, they're starting to talk about the new hampshire effect and, and how these kids are coming and making impacts right away so it's been really cool uh, i mean jake russ down at lynchburg he, he went viral the other day on uh on twitter and instagram with one of his goals it was really cool so you know it's fun to see man they're, they're we're, we're getting new hampshire on the map here well, the one of uh, one of the this, the programs that uh, maybe has the most. I mean, I, I guess it makes sense because it's Southern New Hampshire. Um, yep. You know, Division Two, so they're starting to get their season going a little bit um, coming up. Uh, but I mean, if you look at, at their roster on both sides, men's and women's, it's um, I mean, it's like a who's who of of you know former uh, standout lacrosse players in New Hampshire. So I mean, that's I'm hoping um, hoping that maybe we can get a chance to to pop over there at some point and. Uh, you know, just be able to take in um, a game for one or both of the teams. Because um, I'm be surprised. Yeah, I, I'm surprised at the number of colleges. I mean, maybe just because, you know, logistically it would be hard to police it, but I'm surprised there aren't more places that have set up socially distant outdoor viewing. I mean, you know, with, with a sport like lacrosse, you would think you'd be able to spread people out enough that, you know, you could still allow fans, but you know, I, I'm living it as an administrator right now. It's <laughs> it's never as easy as people think it is. So I'm yeah. sure as we get into what the spring is going to look like here, there'll be people grumbling. You know, you know why can't they do more? I, I'm I'm assuring you that it, it's not as easy as you think it is. Uh, and we, you know, there's no AD or administrator that doesn't want to see the kids play. It's you know how can we how can we do it safely and uh, you know w- without shutting down the school <laughs> during well, that, that time. So that, that seems like a that seems like a good transition point to uh to maybe drift into the high school uh landscape unless sure. there, is there any other any other thoughts you had on any of the the uh many players that are, are doing things in the college uh scene well i'm just i'm hoping for our our ivy and nescac friends yeah. that we have that we've placed out there you know we have we have a lot of kids that have that have gone on over the years to uh that are currently 
playing at an Ivy or a NESCAC and, you know, their seasons are kind of still in limbo right now. I know the Ivy has officially said that they are not playing as a league, but I think, you know, I've heard rumblings that, that Dartmouth, my former assistant coach, Pierce Ellenwood is up there as a volunteer assistant. And, you know, he's telling me that they're, they're still practicing. They're hoping to get some local games in and things like that. And then, um, you know, the kids I talked to at the, at the NESCAC level too, they, again, they're doubtful that the, the NESCAC itself will have a, have a season, but they're, they're hoping that they'll be able to at least, uh, play independently, you know, if, if you're at Bates, right, can you can you play, you know, Colby and other main schools around that area, you know, and sort of have a local at least at least get some games in, you know, even yeah. if you even if you even if you have no hope of making the NCAA tournament, it doesn't have to be a lost season, you know, yeah, so yeah. Um, we're, we're hopeful that uh, that those kids all get that opportunity too, because I, I mean, everything we've seen, you know, basketball's pulled it off, football's pulled it off. And so far, lacrosse is, is looking really good too. Um, you know, not without some hiccups along the way, but I, I think they're proven that it's, it's not the sport that's causing the problem. It's, it's the decisions that people make off the field. And if, if it's important enough to you, then, then you do the right things and, and you can do it. So uh, hopeful for those kids. Yeah. It's um, you know, if you had, you know, asked me, well, I'm actually plenty of people asked me, you know, probably before last fall, did I think that, that we have, you know, had as many games, uh, in New Hampshire and, and had, would I have covered as much sports as I have in the last, uh, I don't know what, four or five months, six months. I don't know. However long it's been. Um, I probably would have said, no, I really didn't think that, uh, you know, that, that it would be as successful as it's been, but it, you know what it has been, uh, we found ways to do it. And I mean, you know, everybody involved, like, you know, administrators like yourself, coaches, uh, the players, the kids, um, their parents, official, I mean, everybody, um, I think has done a, a pretty good job to get this, um, get this done and, and get seasons in. And yeah, there've been hiccups. Um, there've been programs that have had to, you know, drop out of playoffs, um, unfortunately, but, um, you know, there's um, there's teams that have gone out there and competed for championships and 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 you know been able to win and and looks like we're going to get this done and with basketball and hockey. So I'm, you know, it it makes me feel really good about what the potential is for this spring. Um, it feels like you know, given what we know now um, that we didn't, you know, obviously we didn't know a year ago, uh, or we you know maybe didn't even know in the fall. Um, I, I feel like uh, it's going to be not certainly not a normal spring but maybe a little bit closer to it than we would have anticipated yeah i mean i i you know when we started this back in the fall i was anticipating that you know maybe we'd, we'd be able to get out and practice with the teams and get a get a handful of games in. but you know as we will we'll start talking we might as well jump into it <laughs> um you know as i i've gotten into the scheduling here it, it seems like you know we're basically getting pretty close back to normal. Now, the, the, the weird thing I think in lacrosse is you're going to see matchups of the same team in the same week, which traditionally doesn't really, if you do play a team twice, you normally don't want to play them twice in the same week. Right. You want to try and, you know, uh, give yourself some time to adjust to what that other team's doing, but that's the way it's going to be this week. It's going to be uh, Portsmouth week. It's going to be St. Thomas week. It's going to be, you know, whatever, whatever it is. And, um, you know, you might even be playing as close as a Tuesday and Thursday um, just because of, transportation issues and other things and people are like, well, why are you doing that? Why, why does that make sense? Well, really it's to, to limit uh, the number of exposure points, right? So if St. Thomas and Berryfield are playing each other in the same week, you at least get two games in. And then if something happens, if somebody does get sick, you, you're limiting, then you're not shutting down multiple programs at right. that point. Yeah. 
So that's that's the idea behind it, and that's why so many basketball teams did it this winter. And it was it was pretty effective. Was it was it ideal? No, of course you don't want you you wouldn't necessarily want to play the same team so close together like that without making opportunities. But the kids got opportunities to get out and compete. So so that was really good. Yeah. Um, so. And in some, well, yep. sorry, in some cases in basketball, I mean, there were a couple teams that came close to playing like a full, you know, at least in Division One, um, a full schedule, you know, like a full slot of sixteen or eighteen games. And you know, I, I saw some schools just adding in, you know, they had their two, uh, yeah. you know, scheduled games, and then they were adding in other ones as other teams, you know, had to cancel games or move things around. So it was, I, I mean, there's been a lot more, I think, flexibility, um, and and just you know opportunities than than i would have anticipated i think this was the most basketball games that uh bishop gurton's ever played in, in there on the boy on the boys side they, no i'm being serious no I, no I they heard, got they yeah this, uh, they got an 18 game schedule in in the regular yeah. season yeah um, and so i think it's yeah. uh it's just the, the, the amount of flexibility and i think it also it kind of uh with the regular season now again and i know people are going to grow up with the regular season not meaning anything not keeping uh standings i think it freed up ad's and coaches to kind of be like yeah you know what sure we'll play that game why not you know and yeah. and, and the ability to add more games as you know as a team maybe dropped a game in the middle of the season because of another school getting sick or something like that other ad's were like yeah sure we'll play we've got an opening there and, and they were able to do that so and and that's what the spring is, is looking like right now is that you know, we're going to start uh, first day of practice is March 29th. Um, teams are out right now. They're doing skills and drills and small group work. Um, some of the schools that are allowed to do that. And then, um, you know, first official practice will be on that Monday, the 29th. And then we'll have two weeks. And then you're you're allowed to start playing games the week of April 12th. And the way it looks like right now, there's about seven weeks. So if you play two games a week, you can get 14 in. If you utilize the weekends, you might be able to get up to 18 or more. Um, and that's the other thing is there's they've taken the restrictions away yeah, from no the, the minimums or maximums. So yeah. there's you can play you can play as few or as many games as you want this year. Um, and, and again, I think that had to the maximum, I think, was always I think there was a little player safety involved. But I think it also had to do that. You know, they didn't want teams playing more games to accumulate more points and artificially bump themselves up in the standings. But with that not being an issue now, um, you know, it really, you can, you can play as many games as you feel safe playing. Yeah. So I feel like, I feel um, like so three, good. three games was always kind of the, like, this is what we'd like you to not, you know, not go more than that in a week is always what I kind of felt like was the, I don't know how you would do that. I mean, it, I, I have a hard enough time seeing how baseball <laughs> does that just with, with pitching yeah. arms and yeah. stuff. Um, but in, in a sport like lacrosse, I guess if you have a really deep roster, you, you could do that, but um, you know, it'd be the same thing as trying to play, you know, more than two or three games in soccer. You know, yeah. you just, you, your, your kids get burned out. Yeah. So um, I think you'll see most schools will be playing, playing two games a week and, and the larger schools may, may try and schedule three games a week uh, just with, with deeper rosters and things like that. So, but it's exciting, you know, it's, it's opened it up for, um, you know, on our side, we, unfortunately it came a, a, a year later than I think people wanted, but uh, we're, we're going to be playing Hopkinson for the first time in a, in a long time. So, a battle of uh, you know two two former state champions there and, and former division rivals, so that should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that game. Yeah, and, going um, going into know. the years uh, as two defending champs. I mean, that's uh, I mean, that's what the at yeah, least what that's what the record with a year layoff. Yeah. With a year, yeah. I was going to say with a year layoff in between, but uh, yeah, that'll that'll be a lot of fun. And um, you know, I think the other thing to mention is that you know, well, how, how are we determining schedules, right? Well, 
it's really been kind of up to the the ads the the nhia has sort of said that you know we're sanctioning and we'll, we'll help uh you know put together tournaments and stuff like that but you know in terms of, of scheduling we're, we're going to leave that up to to the ads so um and the reason for that is is really due to uh school boards and what they have the ability to to do or what they're they're telling ads they have the ability to do right um you know there's certain schools that can only go geographically to certain places and you know, they've, they've sort of entered into cohorts with other schools that may have similar COVID policies or, you know, are just geographically close enough that it may, they don't have to put kids on buses for a long periods of time. Um, so, you know, that that's sort of how thing, and that's why they've opened up the restrictions in terms of, you know, cross divisions. You can, you can play anybody across there and it doesn't really matter. Um, the playoffs will be done uh, by division. So if you're if you're a Division three school, you'll you'll be entered into the open tournament for Division three schools. Same thing for D two and D one. Um, you know, and and then in terms of seeding for the playoffs, if I had to guess, it'll it'll probably be similar to the way other sports have done it this year. I mean, Joe, have you seen any sport that I know? I, you can maybe you can talk more about it. I, I believe football tried, but I think the majority of the other right. sports have all been done Foot- by basically random draw as far as i know yeah football and i think in the winter wrestling and, and to a certain degree hockey were done based on like they actually seeded based on somewhat what your record was um but yeah everything else was um was random draw which i understand i it's one of those things it's like i understand it um but i don't necessarily agree with it uh I, you know it's it's one of those like i i i know why that was something that was looked at and, and decided on initially when we didn't know how many games teams were going to get to play, you know, if it would be safe to, to play or if anyone would, you know, could get a full season in. Um, but a lot of teams did. I mean, I'd say what, maybe 90% of, you know, part teams that were participating in different sports, you know, had a, a handful of games at least. Um, yeah. You know, so, I mean, I, if we're getting to that point, like, like with basketball, like we're sitting here and saying that, that, you know, BG, boys played almost a, a pretty much a full regular season slate um you know and and only law i think they were 14 and 4 i want to say um you know and then they get put into you know one of those play-in games and now they got to go play uh, nashua north who's you know probably you know that's going to technically a preliminary round game and you know maybe if in a normal year that's a quarterfinal or a semifinal game um so yeah i, I mean to, to that degree i think it's a little bit tougher um, but I mean, it's not, as we all know now, it's not a, it's not a perfect world. Um, and, uh, to, to some degree, I mean, we just gotta be, I think, glad that they're out there doing, it. I hate saying that I really, I really do, but I, I do too, because I know how much it means. I know how much it means to the kids who, especially the seniors who this, this may be their shot, right? They've been working towards it. They feel like they have a state championship team and, you know, the thought of, oh, man, you know, maybe I have to play the second best team or maybe yeah. we're the second best team. we got to play the first best team in, in the in the opening round of the playoffs. Well, nobody wants to see that. Like, that's that's not a good situation. And um, I'll be interested because I think I, I do think lacrosse, given the fact that we're, we're in theory, like going to have a pretty full schedule this spring. Um, you know, th- there may be ways to make it a little bit more fair. It's still going to be an open tournament. But I think we, the committee is going to look hard at, is there a way to schedule or um, seed it a little bit better in terms of creating matchups that, that make sense, you know, and not just necessarily have it be geographic. Does it have to be geographic? You know, I, I mean, 
the tough part to that, Joe, is you can you can try and I, I know that's what, what other sports have run into. When you try and seed it, you know, there are certain schools that will say, well, we, we can't travel that far or, you know, well, we scheduled harder because we thought it didn't it, it didn't matter. Right? right. And that that's the that's the issue that you're going to run into is that when you when you tell everybody that there's no seedings and, you, and you're free to schedule whoever you want. Well, if I'm a school that wants to get my program better, maybe I'm maybe I'm scheduling really hard and I, I don't win in you know, hardly any games. You know, I, I mean, I'm just I'm thinking about our boys basketball team this winter. We, we scheduled really hard and they only won a handful of games. And, you know, it wouldn't have really been fair if they had if they had been seated like that. Yeah. Um, it ended up, you know, um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, I, I think there are ways ways to make it more fair in the spring. But uh, that that is still to be determined. Well, the other the um, other I guess it fits into that, too. I mean, you're talking about regional, you know, playing regional schedules and, and who you can't. I mean, you look at a, a school like Keene who, you know, for basketball, ha- I don't think they played any division, either boys or girls played any division right. teams. You know, yep. so then how do you seed them? Um, you know, it, exactly. It, it then, you know, comes into you get, I guess, go back to all the old rating systems that they, they use, you know, in a normal year. And I don't know if that's really, yeah, again, like you're saying, I don't know if that's fair either. Um, you know, one, yeah, one, I, I, oh, go, ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, if they were going to do it regionally, I would have liked, I would have liked maybe, and maybe they did, I would like for sports to kind of look at, you know, did, did enough of these teams play each other regionally that you could seed the region? I would have, I think I'd have less of a problem with the, with the playoff format regionally. If they, if they looked at when they put the, you know, if they are truly drawing these names out of a hat, like they say they are, um, you know, it could, it, could it be done that you seed, you seed the regions, you know, like I, I think right. you probably could, you know, um, yeah, if, yeah. So maybe that's maybe that's something that we can if we have to continue to do it in that model, maybe that's something that we can look at for lacrosse like in the spring. Just leaving the option open, making it a little bit more flexible instead of saying this is what we're we have to do. Right. Uh, um, you know, for the people listening out there, the only the only trouble with that is, you know, you, you kind of at some point it, it becomes a little bit arbitrary in people's opinions. Right. When if you if you're not true, if it's not apples to apples and you can't compare records you know, then you get into, well, why was this person seated this, yeah. you know, this number versus that number? And that gets, that gets really tricky. And uh, so I, I think you know, that's, just, you know, what the NHI is trying to avoid is those type of situations. I, you know, I'll take, I'll take the you heat know. off of everybody. Just let me do it. You'll see it. We'll media poll. We'll go old <laughs> school go. college yeah. football. Yep. We'll go media poll. Yep. We talked yep. about that. I like that idea. <laughs> I think we'll draw some, we'll draw some, uh, draw some viewership to the, to the website and create some controversy. I like yeah. that. You know media what? Poll. It will, Excellent. You know, I'll even go, I'll go one step further. We'll do it live. We'll, we'll get it on, on YouTube or Facebook or something. We'll do a live stream of it. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll do my seatings right there and, Actually, we'll go. We'll go. We'll go back to the BCS national championship. We'll have we'll have an AP poll. We'll have a coaches <laughs> poll, and then we'll have we'll have a computer that that spits us Someone, out too. I, we've got to know. We've got to know somebody that can make a computer program that'll that'll spit out a a, a champion. There you go. There you go. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, so there's one thing that I've kind of um, I've thought about throughout all of this with these regional schedules and tournaments the way they are and. You know, I, I don't know, um, I, I'm going to look at a different sport here for a second here. Um, and way they, the way the NHIA had initially done football under the three-division format, um, that, I, that was kind of similar in a way. You had, um, you know, the, the, the four conferences. I'll just use Division One because it's maybe the easiest one to use, and it's still four conferences. 
um, you had the top two teams in each one playing each other. I, I, I've always liked the idea of some kind of regional like championship game or playoff game or, or something like that. And I know you, you and I have talked about this, I think, before, just you know, with, with your background um, in high school, um, that there was more of that in New York than there was, you know, obviously there is here. Um, obviously a bigger state, yeah, but I, right. I got to tell you, it, it was a lot of fun because growing up, you, you didn't really, I mean, get the number of teams you would have had to get through to get to a state championship in New York. Like that was a really special thing. And, you know, like if you made it to your, you know, county championship, like that, that was a big, that was a big deal. If you won that and you moved on to your section, you know, like um, th- those were a lot of fun. I think, you know, it's just small state problems, right? We, right. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, we yeah. Don't. There's not we really, need to, we need to continue to grow the sport. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if there are any things that have, you know, um, that have come out of this, you know, the way these kind of playoffs have been set up or the scheduling has been set up. I mean, do you, do you see any of them potentially sticking around? Like, um, you know, maybe the regional schedules with, you know, division, more division crossover, you know, instead of saying that everybody has to play, you know, 16 games against teams in, in division one, you know, if you're in division two, you got to play this many teams in division two, maybe dropping that number down so you can get in more of those regional games. Yeah. I mean, I kind of, I, I threw an idea out like that to with the lacrosse committee that, you know, you'd sort of have these, these regional brackets, right. And you would have to play, um, everyone once within there, right? And then you could schedule anyone else you wanted, but those games would count towards your regional record and your seating. And again, it, it, the the I think the idea was sound. The problem was, you know, could we get every school with, with school boards not even meeting to decide on spring sports until you know probably now or later in March? It was going to be impossible to know whether or not that idea would actually hold water and work. Um, but I think going forward, it could be a really fun thing, right? You you've got your little you've got your region. You play those games. Your re- you have your regional record, and then you have your overall record, right? And um, you know that potentially that, that could potentially be a fun thing to kind of create some more, um, you know, just uh, things to play for during the season. Yeah. You know, you know, can you maybe you're not going to win, maybe you're not going to be able to win your state championship, but can you can you win your your city or regional championship, right? And then and then advance into the state playoff and, and things like that. So. Um, just, I, I think there, there'll be some creative ideas. I mean, we talked about it last spring. There were, there's a lot of creative things that have come out of this. So maybe a little silver lining to the pandemic, right? We had talked about, you know, the use of technology and, and uh, electronic playbooks and, and, you know, the Zoom meetings and different things like that, different ways to present material to kids, right? So, you know, maybe the same creative thinking will uh, transfer over to the scheduling as well. Yeah. Well, I was, I, you know, you mentioned like the, the, different things to play for and my my i'm i'm probably i probably brought it up before uh but i'm gonna do it again anyways um you know my first my first um newspaper job out of college was in kentucky um covering sports there you know and outside of football they didn't have classifications for sports football was you know uh i think class a 2a 3a 4a um in terms of you know breaking it down but everybody every other sport was you know, one big pool that everybody played in. Uh, but what they did in the middle of the season was they took a week uh, or maybe maybe a week and a half, and they had what they called the um, the All-A tournament, where all of the Class A, the small schools, would um, would play in a, in a state tournament midseason, um, you know, and, and they'd have like a uh, an All-A champion from that. 
Um, uh, that's pretty. That, yeah. That's a that's a neat idea. Yeah, um, and it was, you know, it was it was neat to cover too, because then you get to see, you know, some of these some of those schools were pretty competitive with the bigger schools, uh, but then you also sure. got to see them play each other too, which was fun. You know, I think I think Massachusetts does do something like that for lacrosse, where there are weeks built into the season where they're specifically for you know local rivalries, uh, regardless of how big your school is. I think they do it. I, I actually think they do it during school vacation week. I think uh, down there, where they can where they can play some little mini tournaments like that, kind of like you described. So that that could be something to look at in the future too. Here, you know, maybe during maybe during spring vacation week in New Hampshire. You, you, you could create some little rivalry cups like that. That would be a, that would be kind of a cool yeah, thing to be, do. That would be I I so. would I would be in favor of that. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, oh. cool man. It's uh it's been it's it's good to get out here and, and talk some lacrosse with you. We're looking forward. You want to give the uh, give the listeners a kind of a preview of what you're thinking going yeah, forward here know, in the next couple of weeks. I think you know I think the next couple of weeks um you know we'll, we'll you know maybe throw out some as we as we learn more um you know we'll pass along what we find out in terms of scheduling and, and, and if there is any information on playoffs and, um, you know, what, what might end up happening on that front. I'm sure there's some other, you know, uh, rule changes that have, have taken place, um, you know, whether it's COVID-related or not. Um, you know, we can get into some of that. Definitely, want You to reminded keep... me, that is, a, that, is a big, that is a big one, actually. Um, the NHA has come down and said that for the regular season, uh, mask masks are optional, but strongly encouraged. But then yeah. for the playoffs, they are they are going to mandate masks for for all lacrosse teams. Um, and the the idea behind that is that uh, you know we just based off of school boards and other things, we we wanted to make sure that if you wanted to be part of the open tournament, that everybody could feel comfortable with that um, going forward there, um, and there wouldn't be any issues. I know in the fall there were some issues behind. You know, teams had to drop out because the other team wasn't wearing a mask and things like that. So they said for one season, we're just going to keep it simple and, and everybody's going to wear a mask. So that is one thing that came out of it. It will be interesting to see during the regular season uh, what teams have to you know, wear masks and what teams don't. But uh, yeah, I'm glad. Thank you for reminding me of that. That is a big one that I'm yeah, sure people are so, interested in. But I'm sure I mean, I know. You know, I'm, I'm sure there's other things that'll pop up. Um, you know, of course, I, I you know, as we as we kind of did today, uh, talking a little bit about the the you know, local kids and colleges. I definitely want to take a closer look at that. You know, and of, of course, as we get um, closer to the start of practices, we'll jump into the previews. Um, I think, you know, we usually lead off with uh, Division One boys um, to start off with. That's probably where we'll start again. Um, so I'm thinking that maybe that in a couple of weeks we'll we'll get into that. Who, uh, you know, I, I and, and again with you know open tournaments definitely makes it different. But I think we'll probably handle those you know kind of the way we would in a normal year. You know, just talking about who's the team to beat and you know who are the the you know potential challengers and and how that might all shake down. So you know, you get if you're going to win a championship, you got to beat the best no matter what yeah, round it's absolutely. in. Uh, I mean, it's you know it, I know from a from a kids and a fan standpoint, it's always fun to make a final four and make that championship, but. Honestly, if you're good enough, you're going to beat the team that's put in front of you when you have to play them. It just, it unfortunately, if it comes earlier, it's it's just not as much fun because it, it it is a different, you know, having been in it, it is a different atmosphere when you make a Final Four, you make a championship game. So, um, I I totally understand why nobody wants to see a a, a Pinkerton Bishop Girton or an, or an Exeter Pinkerton or an Exeter Bishop Girton game in that in that first round of the playoffs. There, you know, that's that's not good for anyone. Um, so. So we'll see. Hopefully, uh, hopefully things will work out as, yeah. uh, as the spring goes along. But cases are dropping, vaccines are out there, and uh, like we said, 
Today is not particularly warm, but uh, it has been getting warmer, and and I know our turf is clear, and uh, we've got some skills and drills going on later, so I'm excited to get back out there. It'll be fun. Or maybe I'll get out there and work on my skills, too. You're welcome anytime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, yeah, that'll be coming up in a couple of weeks. I'm also uh, we'll once again be putting together the uh, preseason watch list for uh, all state watch list for boys and girls. So if you've got someone, uh, any coaches out there, you've got someone to, to nominate that, uh, and this will be the year for it too because you know there's you know I I'm thinking about some programs that are traditionally strong, and I'm you know kind of thinking over what's what's the kids that are coming back, and and you know maybe they're they've been on the varsity roster but you know maybe i don't know about them maybe they're names that aren't as out there you know or, or as familiar to to someone you know who isn't uh isn't deep into this uh so certainly pass along no, uh players you you think are worthy of being on that list you want to nominate that you expect to have uh expect to have good seasons so you know, definitely take suggestions <laughs> Bug your coaches and tell them to get get previews into Joe. Uh, you know, if you want to, you know, again, we we do not uh, we're not discriminating here. If if we have the information, we we love to get it out and talk about the kids. But uh, we need we need the help from uh, from the head coaches there. If they if they send in previews, we're happy to talk about uh, talk about all the great talent in New Hampshire here. So from the from the seacoast to the mountains to uh, to southern New Hampshire, we'll cover it all if we've got the information. Absolutely, so send, yeah. we, those, send those previews in. We don't know what we don't know. Uh, so if you're ever on the question of like, oh man, I, wish, I I I wonder if I should tell them this or if I should email this in, uh, just to give them a heads up. You absolutely should. Uh, you know, the worst thing that could happen is they say, oh. I already know about that, but thank you. Um, so yeah, if you if you wonder if we know or not, we probably don't. So please pass it along. Um, yeah. So I think um, unless uh, coach, unless you got anything else to add on, I think that might wrap it up for the first week. That wraps it up. All, All right. right, man. I gotta get get busy get busy planning my skills and drill session here. <laughs> so. All right. Well, you go get you go get that done. I am going to uh, maybe I'll get started on those lists today. Who knows? There you uh, go. He is Derry Field uh, AD and, and boys lacrosse head coach Chris Hetler. Chris, thanks again for joining me. Thanks again for having me, Joe. We'll see you next week. I am Joe Marcellino. We'll talk to you again in a week.